Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Anne-Marie Lockhart, and you're listening to Vox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. And I'm here today with um, two wonderful Vox Poetica favorites. We have Stan Galloway. Uh, from Virginia and Cliff Brooks from Georgia, and they are currently on the road together doing an amazing book tour. So I want to welcome you both to the show. Thanks for coming and calling in, guys. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thanks for having us. And I want to, um, first, I would like to just say, you know, they're promoting these awesome books. Uh, Stands is being released right now. Cliff's been out for a little while, but they're they're great. They're great books. If you really like poetry or if you don't like it at all, you're going to love what they're reading. Um, and we're going to, I'm going to have, actually I would like you guys to start with uh, just a selection from each of your books, if you will. If you're ready to do that right off the cuff, let's, let's start with that. Yeah, I'm ready. This, uh, this is actually the uh, last poem in the book, uh, Just Married, um, and it's entitled Winter Weather. When your love for me is like a woodchuck in November, cold, unmoving, barely breathing, and the forecast is for sleet and snow, I pull my pores in tighter underneath the anorak I've struggled into. Yet, if this November lasts a thousand days, I will remain to start December, never backing out towards September sun but moving for the always sought for April. Very nice, Dan. Oh yeah, um, I mean that's, that's one of my favorites. I mean the yeah, and, and you know then I have my uh, my marriage uh, poem here um, called "Shouldering Divorce." I handled it all wrong. The days locked away, thinking of Yates instead of you. Scowling hours, not eating, too dour to dive in and struggle us out of drowning. Too much huck to hang around, I did nothing. The whole thing went off wrong, shouldering divorce. You know, they're, um, now they're both critical juncture poems, you know, and they're both written in the, in a, in the concept of a narrative about um, a, a critical point in time, and it's a similar point in time, um, but yeah, and, and, they're, and they're you know they're sad, but they're not really dismal. And I think um, you know the thing about Stan's poem there that originally wasn't going to be the last poem in the book, was it, Stan? We had a different no, plan for that. No, no, you yeah. told me I couldn't end with the poem I was going to end with, and that I needed <laughs> something else, <laughs> and that's what well, I, that's why I wrote uh, Winter Weather. And what I like about that is it, it adds a, a, a bit of um, hope or, and even ambiguity, both of those things, to the story. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a finished and done deal at the end of that. But what I like about hearing them side by side is, um, you know, even, even Cliff's poem, there is a finality to that. But there is also, um, 
an exploration of you know ways in which something might have gone different which which gives it a different a different feel it's not hopeless even though it's over you know what i'm saying it it gives you a sense that there's a something retrievable in it even if it's not that relationship and i like that theme um even though it's so differently expressed in both of those two together right both of the personas are learning from what they've been through right right, right. and for um, me it's it, it's, I, I, yeah. never, I didn't want to write something dour and and right. and and hurtful. It was just, I mean, honestly, for me, I rarely came across a poem that wasn't trying to be melodramatic and woe is me, but just the the start. And almost, really, I wrote it as an as an apology to Max Wife. You know, I mean, right. and that you know, things ended the way they should have, but you know, in retrospect, maybe I could have done something differently. You know, and I think um, one of the things that I like about the poetry you both write is it's very accessible emotionally, and neither of you shies away from hard material. I think Stan uh, has veered sometimes into a little more of a remote emotional place, and I think he's, that's changing in his work a little bit, whereas I think um, even when you write very cerebral stuff, Cliff, it's still all, it's like very emotional at the same time. I don't think you do that distant thing at all in what you write. But I, but I think it's all very... Um, it's not internal. It's not, you know, all about me. It's it's an observation about more than just my own experience. It's or or one character's experience, if you will. But it's about something universal we can all hold on to. And it's sometimes both of you explore places we don't always want to go in ourselves. Mm-hmm. What yeah. what reaction have you had to the stuff you've been reading? The stuff you've been choosing and reading together, you know, in this in this particular tour. What has been the response to that work? We kind of fell into a uh, good cap, uh, good cop, bad cop uh, routine. <laughs> let me guess. Let me guess. Stan, you were bad cop. <laughs> no, no, I was, because I've got the happy poems about marriage, and and then Cliff will follow that up with the but it's not always that way, uh, and then we tag team, you know, back and forth, yeah. and so. So the joke is, if we're going to read more than once, I have to find out if he's going to end on a sad note because I'm going to have to find a happy poem to bring them back out of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't want anybody walking out of there and into traffic and you know despondent with life. So yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Stan saved more than a few lives on our, our little tour here. <laughs> Um, I like that juxtaposition, and I think that you guys, in terms of both of your delivery and your writing styles, and, and that to explore that, you know, the concept of relationships in that way is very effective. Um, how have you selected the poems you've been reading, aside from just mood? For me, really, it's been... Um, I mean, for me, you know, when when we started off at a bookstore called Phoenix and Dragon that I, you know, on Friday night, this past Friday night, that um, you know, it was really kind of roundabout. Everyone could get up and read, and um, you know, so Stan got up, and you know, the last time I heard him is where we met at the conference, where of course you, who wants to take credit for all these great things, introduced us. Um, you know, he was wonderful then, but then to have a year after, you know, all yeah. this practice, silent, and and in no way, you know, a lot of poets get very. You know, very, very internal and, 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 you know, selfish. And to me, you know, it just lit me up, you know. And and it's never like I looked into my book like, what's like that? Or, you know, I need to find something that's not like that. It's almost like putting an album together, mm. you know. So for for me, it's, it's it's I can't give you a definitive answer on ah, this poem. Um, mm-hmm. It's just for both storytellers. So, I mean, I, it's, for me, it's just the melody between, keeping the melody between the stories, uh 
you know, really in one coherent thread instead of, you know, just typically trying to sound alike, because that just gets boring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree. Well, and we don't sound alike. I mean, no one will mistake <laughs> our poems for each other, but there is a resonance, as you pointed out at the beginning, between the themes that we deal with and the emotion that we access. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, I, I think, um, you know, and, and there's also, I think there's a really nice, proximity in terms of you both have these books these recent collections that uh you know while while again they're not they're not the same by any stretch there's a lot of places where those threads overlap and that gives you um and and in terms of the the i want to say age of the material it's not the right word but the life the liveliness of the work in terms of where it's at in its own life cycle it, that's mm-hmm. at a good place to kind of gel like that when you're when you're doing a live events um, I agree. What's um what's been the most surprising thing that's happened as you've gone about this tour? <laughs> each of you. <laughs> if you can tell uh, those stories, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean for me it's 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 always been um what I brought up on when anybody even asked me about poets and poetry is that we Stan and I get along so well. You know, we really yeah. didn't know each other at all when he got here and, and right. that's just to say how I speak on how, you know, poets uh, bitch and complain about how the poetry world is so small and 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 guarded and and that's the poet's fault. And mm-hmm. you know, I when Stan gets up there and 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 just blows the crowd away, I don't feel threatened. I, I, I'm elated. You know, I mean, mm-hmm, I, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal work. And and it's, it's not to say that I'm you know one of the only ones, but you know, that feels like we all should be friends. But I feel like that Stan and I are in a very small group of those. You know, I mean, I've yeah. met others that too, but. What I've hit is that, you know, you, you get into these circles where they don't want you su- to succeed. So between yeah. us, it's just what surprised me is just not just the friendship, but just the mutual desire to help each other get farther in, in, in literature. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it, that's, that's really what's going to keep poetry on the map, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the, the surprising thing for me, in addition to that, or maybe as a, a, a side issue of that, is how supportive the audience has been and how willing they have been, uh, not just in terms of uh, applause, but in terms of uh, affirmative comments and, mm-hmm. and you know, in, in, in invitations to come back and those kinds of things that say, you know, we're not just being polite. You know, we mm-hmm. really cared about what you had to say. Truly. Would you guys, I mean, um, yeah, go on. No, on Saturday night, uh, it was a, we were in Jelanik at a, at an art gallery, and they kept us there until 2 in the morning. And, uh, I mean, really, it was like, we love to keep talking, but I am going to fall asleep. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, 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 it just blows you away because, I mean, as far as, you know, in my opinion, I mean, it's like this is stuff that, that's dear to me, but I pulled it out of my head, and it's just phenomenal that it, it's, it's, it connects so deeply to people that they, they want to talk talk about it, you know, yeah. to such a length, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it, that still just it blows me away because it's, it's almost like a magic trick, only you don't really have the rabbit, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it just really, I mean, honestly, it kind of reaffirms my faith that, you know what, literature just might make it. <laughs> maybe not just me, maybe, you know, but it, it just might make it. Um, are you, can you guys read me something else, each of you? Sure. Yeah, I'll go. Um, yeah, man, go stand. This one, uh, this is, a, is one of the ones that I like to do near the beginning because it, it's fun. It's a poem entitled Carnival. Why anyone would want or make a three-foot stuffed banana. I don't know. But you said, win that for me. And I couldn't disappoint. 
27 tries it took, $9 (laughs) by the foot. But it was worth the smile that you wore for me and it for hours, even when the carnival had closed its gates and we were snuggled into bed, all three. (laughs) You're so sweet. You're so sweet. (laughs) And actually now I'm going to gag you with one of my own. Uh, actually, I had a friend uh, uh, request that I read this on a show, and again, it's it's really cool. Uh, I, I kind you know this. Uh, he and his wife are two of the most supportive people in my uh, in, in my poetic endeavors um, so far. And again, just it, it just it floors me that that you know people come forward and it's just that it means so much to them that they want to hear it and and hear it in the way that it's on the radio, so they can hear it over and over. And and so anyway, it, the poem's called "In an Afternoon." The two of us in bed, a nap after wine and piano. We're busy whispering, stomachs growling. Two heads are hidden under sheets so our friends won't call. I love this day, these lazy afternoons. Your pink toenails, your eyelashes. Most of all, you in an afternoon. Yeah, I, I think, again, a really nice synergy between the two pieces that, uh, you know, you couldn't have predicted initially when you set out to do this experiment, as it were. And yeah, it's really right. coming to life in a way that's of its own devising, you know. That's really one of the magical things about it. Um, now, the other question that I really wanted to ask about this experience, you're both, uh, you know, you've both been writing for a long time. Um, how does an experience like this, you know, where there's this this kind of, um, you know, uh, back and forth with your work in this positive environment of reading in different venues and different experiences there, it all being very positive and receptive, how does it affect you creatively for what you're going to do next or what you're thinking about doing next, what you'd like to do next? Everything I do is research. And this is just another research project, um, and that might sound crass, but I mean it in the positive sense, because I'm learning things that I didn't know before uh, about my own writing, about the way uh, people receive writing, about, uh, about Cliff and his sensibilities in such a way that now I've got a much broader range to work with than I did a week ago. Hmm. Cliff? Yeah, I mean... Uh- I, I agree to it. it. It's experience. I mean, for me, um, you know, people say that they, you know, I didn't write this book to sell it, you know I mean? But it, to me in a big way, in a very big way, that's exactly what happened. It was me attempting to, to, to figure out the world and how I fit into the world. I, I sometimes have a very, very hard time understanding interactions and, and people and, and, you know, and, and, and really how I react to things and being up in front of people and, Seeing how they react, I mean, it's it's not made me um, uncomfortable, but more more attached. It's made me more aware, um, but it's not made me think, okay, I need to write more poems like that, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Because I, it, and again, it sounds so cheesy, but you don't want to write to start appeasing people because it becomes a vanilla, and, and, and it, then it doesn't apply to anyone. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. so to me, it's just it's it's. You know, hey, me struggling and trying to figure this stuff out is a struggle that many people are going through. So even if I don't have an answer, which I don't, 
um, maybe just continuing to trying to figure it out would um, yeah. would not only help me, but would help those who, who want to read about it and want to and want to enjoy the poetry that talks about it. I think the um, thing that it's it's funny because you're both reading work that you um, that you wrote separately in totally totally different projects, um, but it feels like this this little tour feels very collaborative in many ways, and that has to do with uh, anything that you're doing live becomes collaborative just by nature of there being an audience there to some degree. But now you it's also the dimension that occurs between the work itself and each of your delivery of it and and you know, the audience in that space. Um, I wonder if there's if um if this is in any way expanding or altering your concept of collaboration. Well it definitely is for me because I mean I, I really had no experience in it whatsoever until very recently. Um when at the last minute, maybe two months ago, I had a reading and I had a buddy who said, you know, do you mind if I read too? And I said, I'd love you to come along, man. You know, please do. And from then, I just realized that, you know, it's just more, I think, more fun and and, and reaches more people when you have others reading with you. Um, it's, it's just, you know, it's a collaborative, you know, experience, you know, obviously, but there's just more to gain from that. And, you know, to me, it, you know, just me standing up there alone, I mean, I, I always, you know, kind of boring you know i mean i, I enjoy <laughs> making it because again it's how I, I want you know and I, you know it's just like i want people to hear this the, these poets that amaze me you know i mean mm. so if, if i can bring them along you know i'd love to do it you know and then with stan i mean it was it was really just a last minute moment you know he just hey i'm yeah. going to georgia hey that's cool and in fact like i showed up <laughs> five minutes before the show and i saw him standing against the car with this book like I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit him in the face with a hammer if he doesn't show up. And I'm like, hey, Sam, what's up, buddy? <laughs> We're friends, right? You know, and then, of course, everything was wonderful then because I am prone to, you know, kind of show up in and around. I was on time, just just thought, just barely. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's, it, it really, it, it really again, it, it, it needs to be done more in the fact that um, um, it draws artists together and it, it draws ideas together and it, it, it gets us, you know, out of our own heads and, and, and you know, broadening our perspectives and, and what we write, I think. Collaboration uh, occurs at so many different levels, uh, and I have been open to collaboration for a long time. You know, I, I've written poems collaboratively with other poets. You know, I, I do joint events, uh, but this is the first time that that I've been, you know, in a one-two kind of um, yeah. uh, tandem uh, relationship. And and so it has opened my eyes a little bit to. At times, I think of it as stand-up comedy. Uh, except maybe with 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 more cerebral laughs, right? <laughs> so, that down so, so it has stretched me, even though I've been open to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I feel like I'm with you guys right now. We <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wish you were. I know, I know. We got to do more of this kind of thing. We got to do like these mini, like mini road tours, you know, because I think it is exactly. What did they say? What was that? Was it Patrick Henry, one of those guys who said, you know, the tree of liberty must be watered liberally with blood or whatever? You know, right. there's like a, a concept here. Right? The, the art of the creativity must be fed with, with that back and forth interaction that happens when you get artists together. It's like you guys are saying, you know, things happen in the room when you're, when you're sharing your work that way. And, yeah. um, and it's much more complex than... Let's, um, you know, I'm going to write this. We'll all work from the same prompt or something, which is great. Those things are great, too. Don't get me wrong. I love that mm -hmm. stuff. 
but this is a di- different dynamic, and it's um, very living, and, I, and, and you, you need it. It's a necessity. It has to happen in order for an, an artist to, ex- like, just expand your horizons, look in a new direction, find other things that you want to you wanna do. Just open up another ear, you know, for yourself. Um, right. I mean, it, and it's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, and also putting your ego aside. I mean, you know, of course we read it, it you know, at these events, but then, you know, we we carry that energy, you know, back to the the house and would sit there and read new stuff. And, you know, exactly. he'd read me something new and then I'd read something new and he would say, <clears throat> you know, you know, I really don't feel that word goes on that line or that really doesn't match. And like you see in so many others, it's, well, I'm taking my ball and going home. Or the <laughs> other side of it saying, okay, well, I'm going to change it just because you said so. You know, just being able to listen and hear it and then, right. you know, explain, you know, again, just not, you know, not being so immature and, you know, and, and small-minded about it. I mean, that, I mean, I believe that there are so many wonderful poets out there that just can't get over that hurdle. And yeah. so for me, it's not just been the reading. It's been able to sit down with a poet that, you know, that, that listens and that I'm eager to listen to him. And, you know, of course, with me, I, at the end of his poems, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't change anything. That's perfect. And he's like, quit saying that, you know. Because like, if I had something, I'd say it. You he's know, no help um, at all. <laughs> I really am. I mean, I'm, I'm useless. I really am. But, I mean, it is. I mean, it, 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 it's you – I realized, you know, here's your little life lesson. I mean, I, I pushed and, and shoved and tried to force the universe to give me this, that, and the other. But the minute I stopped and, and, uh, and opened my heart, I mean, all of these pieces clicked together. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Stan and I met a year ago, and for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes, we have never talked again. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we enjoyed each other's company, you know, each other's company then. But really, you know, you just kind of drift apart. So, I mean, even that this has happened is, is, is meant, you know, you, I can't I cannot sit here and say it's coincidence. No, you know, I, I agree. Mean, I, yeah, I mean it, it's, yeah. it's been a phenomenal experience, and one that'll happen again. You know, it, yeah. it's only made my work better and, and and my confidence better, and and me a better performer. So I mean, it, it's been a blessing to have him come down here. I would like to ask you guys to read one more piece, each of you, as we uh, get ready to close this show out. All right, okay. Stan, you want to go first? Yeah, um, I was just thinking uh, you were talking about it being a blessing. Um, it's been a blessing to me as well uh, to be down here. And, in fact, well, <laughs> Cliff, who actually has a job that he has to go to, left me at home today. <laughs> and so this morning I was uh, thinking about about uh, what I've experienced and that blessing, that hospitality that, that we mm. have found, um, that I have found, um, came out in a poem that I wrote uh, just this morning. Uh, it's entitled California Pink Champagne. The home was humble functional but just. You greeted us with pomp and rural courtesy that spoke your honor more than any words. We traveled long and entered late, yet you had candles lit and gave an escort from the gravel to the house. You poured us each a glass of California pink champagne to celebrate, salute, and dignify the night, my first attempt at something universally acknowledged as elite. Its fizzes scoured at my throat, not harshly, but with vigor and aplomb, to let me know this was no casual assembly. Candlelight seduced the blushing glass, projecting like the rose beneath the frail Madonna in the city church a half an hour back, and I was blessed to see how grapes refine the word humanity. A new poem from Stan Galloway. You heard it here first. I love that. Cliff, what you got? 
is um, <clears throat> not new. It's uh, it's but it's about really the same idea of the hospitality of of, of Athens, uh, where we are now, Athens, Georgia, and, and uh, you know really what brought me back here, and ultimately, um, I think the the synergy and energy that had me finish this book and, and why I felt that I really not just wanted to bring Stan to Atlanta, but to bring a friend down, you know, home to Athens. And this is a poem that I, that I wrote when I came back, when life had been a little rough and you've grown up a little bit, you know, a little, you know, a little bit and you're past that, that age where you can just write off mistakes as a youthful, just, you know, youthful indiscretion. And uh, it's called Saturday night in Athens. Autos are boarded then dissolve. Painted faces and polo shirts, couples are cabbed together. Small parties primp and flirt with oyster-fed anxiety. Their voices are exaggerated, accepting, and tipsy. They come, leave, then come again. All the same, swooning on freedom, sliding towards 1 a.m. Eileen, loaf and feel old from this second-story window. Staring off, sober, I'm a voyeur watching for bluesy women. Saturday night in Athens. And, it, you know, once again, it's it's two, you know, very different poems, but you're speaking to, you know, really very related concepts. And, you know, I know there's no way for you guys to really plan that because Stan's poem is new, and I know that one of yours, Cliff, so... It's not, you know, it's a, it is an, it's a chemistry between the work, you know, in the pieces of the work that comes out and it, it kind of takes on its own space. And I really love what you guys are doing this week. I really do. And I, I definitely think that a whole lot more of this kind of thing needs to happen in, in just the whole artistic community, but particularly, you know, the part that that concerns us because <laughs> that yeah, matters to me most. <laughs> Um, we're out of time. We're totally out of time. So I'm going to have to, you know, uh, say we're going to have to do this again from another road trip at a certain point, and we'll see uh, where and how and all the details of that. But um, give us all, before you go, tell us uh, just a, in one sentence or two about the books that you're promoting on this tour. Just Married, coming out from Unbound Content this month. Get it from Anne Marie. Um, I am still uh, touring uh, with the Draw Broken Eyes and Whirling Metaphysics, uh, but I am more than halfway through a new book of poetry called Athena Departs, which I am extremely excited about. Excellent. This has been great fun, guys. I want you to uh, to finish out the book tour with a tremendous success and all the energy that's been carrying you forward through it. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us today. Thank you Thank for inviting us. Um, everyone listen up for their work you can find it in a thousand places online google them Cliff Brooks Stan Galloway you know their names you've read their work you know how great they are Um, thank you for listening have a wonderful evening bye bye Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.